welcome to the Be Glad Movement. My name's Pollyanna and I'm on a mission to bring you as many stories as possible of good coming out of bad and reasons to be glad. In this episode, I talk to Michael Coates, one of the founders of an award-winning business, Combat Pest Control, and an award-winning podcast, The Declassified Podcast. Michael and his friend Des set up Combat Pest Control as far more than any ordinary business. The values underpinning their work far exceed a simple desire to earn money. Listen on to find out how they're using their business model, underpinned by solid core value foundations, to benefit others, and especially listen out for the part about African pouch rats, which blew my little mind when I first heard about it. Michael is an all-round good guy and sound and steady pillar of the military community. The way he has used his vision and passion to help others is really admirable. The Declassified podcast is a must-listen, but before I divert you all over there, please do listen on to find out a little bit more about its incredible hosts on this episode of the Be Glad Movement. Yeah, so I, I joined the military in 2000. I was 16. I joined the Royal Engineers um, and then did kind of, at that time, did the usual stuff. You know, went through trade training and, and all the rest of it. <clears throat> did a bit of skiing and played lots of rugby, but went to Iraq in 2003. So we crossed the border from Kuwait into Iraq on, on what was called Operation Telex, or the military operations in Iraq. Um, so we did the, the kind of the war and then um, went back about five or six months later, did Optelic op 3. Um, and then decided actually, you know, I wasn't really believing in what we were there for. And you know, I was doing as well and, and decided to get out at the end of 2005. Um, I then joined the fire service. Mm-hmm. Nearly six years in, then joined the fire service. Um, did about nine years, but you know, great time, great bunch of bunch of people I was working with then, and that transition for me was really easy as well. I didn't miss out on the camaraderie. I didn't miss out on anything. I I, I transitioned really well from one one to another, and it's it's almost a normal progression, really, or or an obvious progression. Yeah. Um, but then, 2015. We asked that I got a phone call and, and we started hearing whispers and then whispers got kind of louder and, and we, we started hearing like our friends and friends of friends and, and people we knew were was were suffering from, from both physical and mental illness and illness and injury, but um it was the kind of PTSD stuff that was raising its head and I didn't know what it was and um I'd 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 kind of got I had an issue in the fire service with a little baby and, 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 and all the rest of it. But right. I, I went and, I went and spoke to people about that who, who'd been suffering from PTSD with that, my military friends. And, and then I was, we were like, look, I think we need to, we, we need to set something up where we can, we can contribute to a military charity. So I was in the fire service. Mm-hmm. Um, Des, uh, you know, a great mate of mine, was was in the in the Middle East. Um, also, was in the Indian Ocean doing anti piracy stuff. And um, we'd both been in Germany together. I said, "Well, come back over, and um, we'll set a little business up, and we'll give ten percent of our profit away to to a, a military charity. You know, someone a charity that's helping PTSD uh-huh. combat deaths or something like that. We'll just we'll just do that, and I'll stay in the, the fire service, and we'll have this little two van business." Right. Um, and then when he came over, we said, like, well, actually, what do we want to achieve from business? Because business is often seen as a force for bad, you know, not paying tax, exploiting workers. 
And what do we want to do? So as a small business, we were really flexible. No one could tell us what, what we could do as long as we were keeping to the law and, and whatnot. So we said, what do we want? So we had this four-point vision that on the kitchen table, we, we scribbled it out. We wanted to employ veterans, reservists, spouses, and partners. So by doing that, we create a real solid team for us. It wasn't a charity case. It was, it was actually getting the best people to do the job. Yeah, we didn't quite know what, what industry was going in, but I had a van uh, and I was doing some pest control in, in, the, um, in the fire service on, on, on kind of like a, um, a part time basis. So rats and mice and bed bugs and all that kind of good okay. stuff. Okay. Um, so we knew that that worked and it was profitable. We knew that the military community, could, it was really well, recept, uh, really well received in people's properties and businesses. So we could go in there and, and really make an impact and people trusted us as well. Um, so the number one, yeah, was, was employ. The second thing was educate and assist children in conflict. So that was really important to us. You know, we, we understand and appreciate that the most vulnerable people on the planet are children in conflict. Yeah. Um, no matter where they're from they're, they're still children so every domestic job we do so if we come to your house and do a wasp nest or we go to mrs jones's house and do mice we provide a day's education to a street child in afghanistan so and i think it was it, it was witnessing children in conflict and and that and just they've got nothing and yeah. it's often our foreign policy that that impacts them in a negative way so we then figured it out and we found a link straight to straight to that area and and so yeah so we've done about 1700 days of education in the last couple of years but we also um help clear minefields so all of our commercial work clears it so if we do a cafe in richmond or chiswick then we clear at least 30 square meters of minefields so 50 percent of all landmine injuries are children um and more often than not those mines are are laid years and years before those children are born um, right. and and yeah so that was our way of impacting education and then the mine clearance as well and so we officially partnered with an organization called a popo who train african pouch rats to go into minefields and find the, the explosives and the ordnance so sorry we, say that again yeah. they train rats to go yeah. in and wow big, big rats these, these african pouch rats um, oh they train them from being tiny and they go in and then they scratch at the surface where the mines are or the, the explosives are and then the, the handler comes in, marks it and then gets rid of it. So the, the rat's fine, they're, they're too light to detonate, but right. um, they can find it. So I think it's like 20 times quicker than a human, much, much safer. So you're clearing mass amounts of minefield very quickly. So we, yeah, so we sort the rats out in London. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We drop them off in um, Laos and Cambodia and Africa and and, uh, and do the bits there. And then we wanted to protect our customer. So we employ, educate, and we wanted to protect our, our clients. So it wasn't about the things we use, like the poison we use, or, but it's our, our approach and being innovative about our approach and using the skills you know, from the military, from the fire service. We've got guys who was in the military and the police and the military and the prison service and using those skills about you know creating a team and creating creating interdependency where we're all contributing to create the, the end objective. That end objective might be protecting someone's business. It might be protecting someone's health. It might be protecting someone's property, but it, it was always about protection and not about the rat or the mouse because right. it, because our team understand that by looking after someone. And that's the main thing. It's not about getting the cash in the, the register. It's about protecting that person. If we do that, 
then the work will follow and the reputation will follow. And we don't get it right all the time, but we're always open to change and open to, to, um, to you know, to, to getting better, I suppose. And I think it's the skills that the military bring, gives us that allows us to be that open-minded and, and, um, and always pursue excellence and get better and better. And then the final thing on the list, so we've got, you know, employ, educate, protect, and the last thing was support. Mm-hmm. And that was all supporting our injured service personnel and, it almost goes full circle to why we set the company up originally. So the company's called Combat Pest Control. So combat, kind of the double meaning, you know, the, the military side, and then and then getting rid of stuff. But supporting our injured service personnel was really important. And so we'd raise funds, you know, we'd do ultra marathons or bits and pieces, and we'd, we'd promote that within the company. And and I'd, you know, I'd advocate meaning what meaningful employment is to people and. Um, we won the Employee Recognition Scheme Gold Award, so with the Armed Forces Covenant. So we were the youngest and smallest company to have ever won that at the time. Um, and we met Prince Harry, and it was all, you know, I was like the little boy in the room with all these big CEOs of Sodexo and Tesco, <laughs> and there's the little, the little, the little, uh, the little rat catchers in the corner. But we did it because, you know, setting up the business, we was authentic and we believed what we believe in, and we're doing lots of things, you know, not just those four points but really to try and support the, the military community and, and allowing the military community to support us as well but in, yeah. ter- in time that supporting the our injured service personnel I think look back and I'm like actually I cringe a little bit because I didn't fully understand that I could do something or we could create a project that injured service personnel would support everybody else so we set up the podcast declassified with with just a, a really simple vision, really, of, of documenting military stories, but those stories had to be documented to give value, support, hope, guidance um, yeah. to everybody else, not just military, you know, military personnel, but everybody. And, and that's what that's done, really. And, and that, that project is, is what we're proud of more than anything else we've achieved. Um, we're about 16 episodes in, and, we, and we've had some great people you know, from Brian, Brian Wood, who was episode one, who kind of was the catalyst, really, to push it forward. And we owe, we owe him a lot. You know, we're good friends now. And um, people like Simon Harmer, who's a, d- a double amputee, and his story's amazing. And he's provided so much support. And it's there to stay as well. These conversations are there to stay. They're not going to go away. Um, yeah. and, and it goes right the way through. We, 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 we hit on subjects like PTSD and what it actually is, not, not a, a myth you know, about what, what, what it is, you know, we actually top psychiatrists came in and dis- explained it. And we've had people like David Wiseman who, who helps out the Invictus games and he captained it. And he's an amazing character, like amazing and inspiration. I always keep popping up because that's, that's what these people are. They're amazing. And, um, and they, they're very outward. They want to support other people with their, their story as well. That's been something, a real theme that the community's brought together. It's not oh. about what, what I can gain from it is about what I can give to other people from the shared experiences. Um, yeah. yeah, and we're covering subjects about about the, the effects that it has on a spouse, or um, yeah, I mean, it's just, we've, we've covered the ground. You know, we, we, we've, we've got some some fantastic episodes coming up as well where we've recorded them, and they're totally left field. Not what, not what's you know, what would pe- people would expect this kind of podcast to be. We've tried to be very, very neutral and, and take income in from all sides. But in doing so, 
it has supported our injured service personnel. Like we've had guys, especially you know men, I say guys, especially men in this situation work with the PTSD thing where they've gone in touch with either myself or guests from the show, uh, the show, guests from the, the podcast um, and said, look, I was suicidal. I didn't know what to do. But now some, I know someone else is in the same boat because they've listened. It's not always about talking about something. The first step yeah. would be about listening, just just actually understanding what the problem is, understanding that other people are around it. And people who've won the military cross, people who've been in the SAS, you know, these big, strong characters can talk openly about a problem. Um, and then by listening to that, then it might then it might promote a conversation sure. and then it might be an action and that action might be contacting the Samaritans. It might be contacting combat stress. It might be contacting, you know, the, the, the veterans and um, uh, gateway, you know, the, a listen, listening to a conversation, having a conversation, creating an action. That's what we found. And we found, yeah, these people that were in dire straits, like we didn't know where to go, thought it was all about mental health, thought they were going crazy. Um, when it gets explained that it might be a memory problem, or, uh, you know, they've, they've had injury, physical injury, and people are getting over it and progressing. And um, th- then they've created an action for themselves. And, and we've had some amazing things, military and civilian, where people have listened and had an initial conversation. Oh, Brian Wood was a perfect example. Someone contacted Brian. They had an hour conversation with a chap who was not military. Um, the next day he was in therapy. And this guy was feeling suicidal. And I won't go into the details, but... It, this guy was going to probably do it yeah. and then having a simple co- listening and having a simple conversation he um he, he was then in therapy I don't, i'm not quite sure what's happened now because you know we just yeah. deal with sure. but it, it, it was a start for us um and, and one kind of term that's come out of it uh that a lot of people didn't know and i, did, I certainly didn't coin it it's been around for a long long time is is post-traumatic growth and that ability to develop and get better and more well-rounded and accepting of other people because of trauma. So, and I'm no psychiatrist. I really, I do not know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I, I listen and, 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 and then I do a little bit of research, but it's mainly that first hand experience where you got, you know, you've experienced trauma. You might've gone through PTSD or you might be with a partner who's got PTSD or you might have a physical injury or you might have just gone through a hard time as a child, but mm-hmm. how have you grown, how have you become better because of it? And, and that's the term that people need to be aware of. It doesn't end at the depression or the anxiety or the, 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 the stress. It can end at the growth. Sure. And you might go back into it, but then you always understand that we can grow because of it as well. And having those conversations there for a long period of time, you know, they're not going anywhere anytime soon, this body of work. And people can keep referring back to it. And not every episode is for everybody. You know, there's some very distressing episodes. There's some episodes that we really uh, get quite raw. But by getting raw, we we declassify those stigmas. Yeah. And that's why it was called declassified. It was opening the box and not classifying stuff and not, you know, uh, not having a taboo subject. It was about the stigmas being opened up and then we can talk about it. Um, I believe there's no better people, you know, in this country to talk about it than than military personnel because they had such amount of trauma and varied experiences. Yeah. You know, from like we did one with Leveson Wood, a, 
you know, a celebrity, but he's an inspirational chap and he, he does, he, he works hard at what he does and, and he's gone on to, you know, to an amazing explorer and adventurer and from him right the way through to some of the episodes that we've got coming up um, and, and what we've had. Um, I just ranted about the podcast there. No, it's amazing. No, I, don't don't apologise. It's brilliant because uh, I love what you're doing with the podcast, and I love that it's you know, like you say, it's called declassified for a reason. It's breaking those stigmas, and I think that a lot of the problem with mental health is that we've got these ideas in our head that we need to be a certain way, that we sh- we have to be the tough person that just you know braves it out when actually having examples like Brian Wood talking about his experiences, it does declassify it. It makes it acceptable to talk about. And if you're listening to it, you, you might think, well, if, if he's gone through it, I, then it's okay that I'm going through it as well. So I think it's brilliant. But I just want to reflect back to what you're saying about your business as well, because you've been very modest and sort of brushed across stuff, really. And I think that what you're doing with your business is really phenomenal as well you know because most people go into business thinking oh uh, yeah I'll put some food on the table or pay for an extra holiday or whatever um but the the ground rules for your business or the the pillars really of your business yeah. so I, I i'm really impressed seriously impressed and it just sort of is a testament to the kind of guy you are really so i think um it's easy to, you know, people, I know we're still a small business. So uh, six, soon to be seven, soon to be eight. So we've got the eight and then, and then nine. So hopefully by kind of January, we'll be, we'll be nine employed, full-time employed. Um, and we learn all the time. Like people look and they think they, they've got it sussed. But where you've got, you got it sussed at three people and then you go back because you need to get to six. Sure. To support and, and so it's a real work and it's a it, it is it's it's hard work right but yeah massive learning you know? yeah exactly but the ability to learn but the, the ability to always stay by those first four pillars uh, create um clear decision making yeah uh, can be bad as well because you can get too wrapped up in it and then you don't take the right amount of time off and and uh, I, I learned the words from David Wiseman on episode 12 of the podcast where you've got to have self-compassion as well and look after yourself. And we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've really started to do that a lot more. You, you know, we, we give all the team four-day working weeks, but we oh. might not be doing that to ourselves. Okay. So it's about understanding that and going into the new year, we'll, we'll certainly be more aware about, about that. But, the, um, but we're very much a values-based business as well. So we set the, the vision up. But we also talked about our values. Um, and certain times of our life, we've strayed away from them values. But having them, them written down, you know, being pursuing excellence, being open-minded, you know, being happy, all these kind of these points, is about seven of these points, where if you can refer back to them and you articulate and you talk about those values, you talk about the vision, and we, we have a very clear ethos as well about looking after yourself, about looking after the company and the clients, about looking after the wider military and the local community, and then the greater good, whether that be uh, recycle business cards or looking at our vans while they operate, or how we get rid of our waste. And you, but you can't do one before the other. You have to look after yourself. Sometimes that's not me and theirs, particularly not not being the right way around. Um, but by having them, you know where you 
you've got to get back to. And that's what I'd always say to anyone that's starting a business. And if we failed tomorrow, I know that's where we would be. That's where we got it right, was by thinking, whether you, whatever you want to call them, but having an ethos about prioritizing yourself and the business and then whatever you want to achieve after that. Um, and then values, what you stand for. Because if you, let's say you're, if you say you're honest, one of my values, one of my personal values is honesty and you're the business owner or you, you're setting up a business, but you don't, you're not honest in business. Mm. And then one of them is integrity. You've got no integrity, you've got no honesty. You have to get really clear and, and true to yourself and what you stand for and what the business stands for is very, there shouldn't be many gray areas there. It should almost come. So it's not like work-life balance, it's work-life integration where you're integrating both. And, and you as a, a business owner, whether it's you in a van or you in a, in a, in a, in a, 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 a kitchen sewing something, or whatever it is, you know, you need to be still standing by or at least, at least trying to get to those values. And then the vision is really like the, the icing on the cake. Because if you can get everything right before, then you can start. But it's a work, you know, it's a work in progress. Sure, sure. Well, you you can only learn through doing, can't you? You have to get started as well. And um, having those values up front so you can refer back to them and stay on track is uh, such a massive benefit to to steer you in the right direction. So that's brilliant. And, I, you know, and it's come from your military career, your career as a fireman and, um, and reflecting on your, what your mates were going through and then you've set up this business amazing business and um and the, the podcast has come off the back of that as well Brilliant. Um, you know it's like yourself we, we saw in brackets a problem or a, an opportunity and mm -hmm. then instead of just saying oh there's a problem or there's an opportunity and then not like you said not doing it's the implementation that's important yeah. and being crap at the start can i swear that's yeah swear. go for it <laughs> I'll swear word. Explicit now on the, uh, the explicit word crap was said. Um, but by, by starting and just doing something, let, let, we'll use an example as a brochure, a simple brochure for your service. Do, creating a brochure with spelling mistakes or, or it might not be as clear as you want it, creating that and putting it out to market is better than not creating something in tr and, and aiming for perfection straight away because yeah. perfection is very very difficult if not impossible to achieve excellence is is pursuable you can you can aim towards excellence where you put something out you test it you bring it back redo it mark two mark three mark four and then by the time you know it you've got an excellent product and it's mark 10 yeah but you've got to be able to go i don't know what i'm doing i'll either seek advice from someone else or i'll go and test it yeah. But always be open to that that criticism. But also surrounding yourself, and it's this is a cliche, but surrounding yourself with positive people as well, and not being. But understanding that sometimes they will tell you harsh truths. Sure. Uh, that that's really important as well. But by exposing yourself and being vulnerable and trying to stay as positive as possible, when sometimes, especially as a business owner, you want to curl up into a ball. And watch Netflix yeah. for ten hours. <laughs> yeah. That's that's normal as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's there's highs and there's lows of, of of 
owning a business. Um, mm. And sometimes like- going backwards would be easier. To go back into a van would be easier than going forwards. And it's the risk that you have to take sometimes going, going forward. So building a business beyond yourself is not for everybody. Um, and sometimes I think, <laughs> but, but it's good. And, and having the vision as well. Like, and, and when our guys go out, or um, we've got a great EA who's a military spouse, very switched on, you know, uh, and believes what we believe in. Um, and the lads on on the ground, they understand that when they when the invoice gets sent, when they do a good job, um, or when they do their job, you know, because they don't do a bad job. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do the job, it impacts someone else. It, it does impact the employment. It does impact. Literally, will will educate that child. Yeah. It will. Um, it will make sure someone's looked after. And then it will help me swan off and doing podcasts and speak <laughs> stuff like that. So there's, there's, there's a thing called interdependency. I mentioned it earlier on, and this is really was something I, I, I look back on my military experience and, and that's really important as well. So we have this value that we sit on. Um, and sometimes it's not clear and we don't understand the value we're sat on, either when it's in our business or whether it's in our past experience and it's looking at the value, and you're sat on top. Someone, uh, a great, great guy called Daniel Priestley's. I, I um, if you you run a business, go speak to or go have a look at him. An organisation called Dent. He talks about a mountain of value and sat on the top of your mountain. Um, but you see, you know, the people's mountains, and they look beautiful. But you're sat on top of this mountain, and it's this, it stinks of shit, and there's flies buzzing around you. But everyone else is exactly the same. Still stinks right. of shit, flies buzzing around when you get to the top. But it's then going, what have I got here? Like, what is my mountain, the value within it? Um, and this, this, this interdependency came from that. And where you go, well, if someone says to you, well, you must be dependent on a patrol in Iraq or Afghanistan. You must be dependent on the people around you. And you're not dependent on those people because dependency is, is taking and not contributing. Well, actually, inter- in, independence is really important because that, that creates um, uh, competency and trust where someone can get on with a job and, and fulfill that that role whether that be a medic or a 19 year old carrying the ammunition or, or whatever that's really important everyone is doing a, an individual role but then interdependency is when everyone's contributing and everyone understands that everyone's important to contribute whether it's the 19 year old camp carrying the ammunition or whether it's the medic or everyone in between that without that there's not a successful outcome so when everyone's working and understand, like in my case, when someone's out in a van clearing pigeon poo up, right? And I'm doing a podcast in Leicester Square, but it's all contributing to the main objective of those four points. Yeah. And by swaying off those and not, if we're doing something that's not going to contribute, well, that's not the right decision. And I'm the way anyone then setting up a new project and going, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And then Des will be like, oh, does it align? Is it aligning with what our vision and value stand for? All right, okay. And that's the importance as well as having someone there to straighten you up as well. Yeah, yeah. That's we business together because although similarities are about, you know, we have similarities, you know, we both joined the army on the same day and did very similar stuff. Um, 
were very different as well. And and yeah, so having someone there to kind of slap you in the face, <laughs> all, all, you know, your ideas are all great or, you know. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Strong partnerships, shared values, it's all good. Brilliant. Oh, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate appreciate it. And I love, I really love what you're doing. I think that's amazing. I think more people should go into business with those key values in mind and um, just think it's that classic, What not, don't ask what you can, don't ask what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country kind of thing. You're going out there asking what you can do for other people before you're asking what other, well, you're not even, it doesn't even sound like you are asking for what other people can do for you, to be honest. But um, no, I love, I love what you're doing. I think it's, it's brilliant. So I wish you all the success with employee nine and however many more you get. And like you say, it's all a learning curve, isn't it? And you can only, you know, as long as you're willing to, and I love that you used the word vulnerable earlier, um, because that is what it's about. I think a lot of people think um, vulnerability is about being exposed, but it's, it's, no, it's about taking the risks and learning and the bit that you said as well about um, post-traumatic growth, uh, that's, uh, that really reflects what I'm trying to um, achieve with the Be Glad movement is people actively, if, they, if you're stuck in a nasty place, if you're going through hell, you know, there's the, the old Churchill saying, if you're going through hell, keep going. But for me, it's about accepting where you are but um looking for the good looking for how you might be able to use that in the future to either help someone else or to your own benefit and just always looking for the good things that you can draw out of a bad situation so yeah thank you so much for sharing your story i really appreciate it thank you very much for having me wow what a kind and good-hearted guy and what an incredible world we could all live in if more businesses set out with such honorable intentions Please do like and share this episode with anyone you feel may benefit from hearing it, especially if it's someone thinking of starting a business. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, please do head over to Twitter, Instagram or Facebook and I'll look forward to chatting with you there. The Big Lab Movement podcast is free to listen to, but if you did want to help me raising money for the Samaritans, then I'd be so grateful if you could head over to beglad.co.uk and use the donation link. Anything you can spare will be so gratefully received and appreciated. And while you're there, why not sign up for the newsletter? Don't worry, you won't be bombarded by emails, but I will keep you in the loop of any events I'm organising or attending, and of course, anything I come across which I feel may benefit you. With so much love, you've been listening to the Be Glad Movement and Michael Coates. Until next time, look after yourselves, and I'll look forward to you joining us in the next episode.